topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0-Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Welcome into another edition of the Phoenix 5-0 show. We're coming to you from police headquarters, 620 West Washington in downtown Phoenix. And this week we are talking about Police Week. I'm your host, Ryan Cody. Lieutenant Vince Lewis uh, has the day off today, but we have some special guests, members of our department, of our bureau, who just attended Police Week in Washington, D.C., joined by Sergeant Phil Krinsky and also Adolfo Navarro, who is one of our media production specialists. They both made the trip last week. Gentlemen, we appreciate you being here. Well, thanks for having us. Over. Thank you. So I know this was the first time for both of you. Uh, we'll start with you, Sarge. If you could describe... Just maybe the overall emotions that you walked away from this trip feeling, what would it be? You know, it's really a roller coaster of emotions the whole week. I mean, from the time that we got off the plane to see the honor guards there, honoring families that are coming in, um, to just everybody seeing each other, meeting each other from different departments, uh, attending all the events. I mean, we, we got to see award shows for our top cops that received uh, recognition throughout the entire country. Um, to going to the, the ceremonies throughout the, the whole D.C. area, Arlington, you know, watching Laying of the Reef, um, you know, hearing the bagpipes always for every officer is very emotional. And you hear a lot of bagpipes that week. It's, it's almost everywhere you go. It is, it is. And, and it's very big to the police culture because, I mean, we do obviously relate them a lot to the funerals from, from our fallen uh, brothers and sisters. Uh, so hearing it out there, especially around the, the memorial, I mean, again, it, it really hits you deep. So as I can say, it's, I can't bring it to just one emotion. It, it's really multiple. A little background here. So Police Week in Washington, D.C. Is, is kind of a collection of law enforcement officers from all across the country who come to Washington, D.C. for various uh, events and memorials to commemorate and remember uh, law enforcement officers, peace officers who lost their life in the line of duty over the previous year. But it, it goes deeper than that. I mean, it's a celebration of the brotherhood uh, and sisterhood that that is involved in this whole situation. Adolfo, uh, you are a multimedia specialist here at Phoenix PD. So you're you're a videographer, you're an editor, you do, you do a lot of great storytelling for us. As a civilian going to D.C., uh, did you have any idea, first of all, what to expect? And then how did it make you feel once you got off the plane? Yeah, I had to, did a little research of uh, last year's previous footage that you guys had got when you attended um, last year. So I had an idea, but not nearly the emotional um, element of this. So just like like Phil had mentioned, coming off the plane and seeing the the honors for the families waiting for us at the at the airport. Um, and as a visual storyteller, I wanted to try to make sure I was to capture that. Um, so uh, you you start to see the emotional elements coming together that you're not really expecting um, to know if that's going to happen or not, but then start to figure out how you're going to capture that at the same time. So it's a dual thinking that I kind of went to every event like that. Um, it was kind of like, well, I, I think this is how it's going to visually look. I think this is, you know, my assumptions are this is um, how it's going to play out. Um and then try my best to try and you know sh you know show respect and visually tell that to the public that might not know. Yeah, so I've I've actually been once before and I had a similar feeling coming off the plane. 
uh, it's kind of visually overwhelming. You, you get off the plane and you think, you know, normally when you get off of a plane somewhere, you just go out into the, the terminal and you walk out to the car. But like you get off the plane there and there's people lined up. Uh, they're saluting men and women getting off of that plane. And then you get outside, you see motors, lights flashing, uh, motorcades. I mean, it's everywhere. You, you can tell that D.C. is dedicated to police week from the moment you get on the ground. Uh, and then here as well, coming from Phoenix, this is just, you know, detail oriented, but you immediately you see all the green, you know, trees are everywhere. It's very different than the landscape that we have here. So you can very much tell you're in another part of the country, uh, which is which is certainly something interesting. So I want to go. Um, first of all, we were going this year because we unfortunately had two officers um, who were considered line of duty deaths this past year. Um and so we want to make sure that, that we give them their proper due. Let, let's start uh, with you first, Sergeant. Um, tell us a little bit about who you were there to memorialize. Uh, so we were there to honor Officer Phil Vavernick that uh, uh, unfortunately was considered line of duty death, uh, as well as Officer Thomas Craig. Um, so it was, it was uh, definitely very special meeting the families and, and just kind of seeing, obviously, how things develop for them because— of course, we talk about all the memorial things that we do, honoring them, honoring um, their loved ones that that were lost in the line of duty. Um, but it's also the services that they're getting. They're 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 going through conferences. They're meeting other families. They're going through the same thing for them. Um, so having to speak with them and and hearing and how a lot of this is kind of helping them through the process and really those long long friends that are going to have for for really the rest of their lives, um, I think is very impactful and it's going to help them. Uh, moving on from again this very tragic event that happened. It's yeah, it certainly feels like like a way to. I, I don't want to put a bow on what's been an awful year, obviously, um, to say the least. But it, there are so many different events that they go to where they um, are meant to to feel like they're surrounded by those who love them, and that and that the people that are lost are now never forgotten. Uh, and so, Adolfo, you know, you're in a tough spot there because you want to capture things, you know, visually. Uh, but these families are, are are grieving all over again. Like, it's like you're ripping a Band-Aid off there. Was that, was that a challenge for you as a videographer? Um, yeah, a little bit because I, when I was at the, um, one of the events, the Candlelight Vigil, um, it was one of the most, you know, impactful events I've ever actually been a part of, hearing all the stories leading up to it, but just going up to some of the family members and have them that, or, you know, I'm seeing them look into those candles and their emotions on their faces said it all and there's no words needed. So I was very, um, you know, I was kind of taken back a little by, by that and trying to give the respect, but capture the event as well. So yes, it definitely was a little challenging um, during that one specifically. Yeah, and you're you're talking about an event that's put on by the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund, where they do a candlelight vigil. Every name of a fallen officer from the last calendar year is read. Um, a, a, a ridiculous amount of names, honestly. It, it's it's very sad that you're having that discussion. There's that many names, and then afterwards, there is a a, a moment where everyone lights a candle, and you're talking about a sea of just candlelight. And you're right there on the the National Mall. So so from a videographer's perspective, I mean, you're talking about a very visually appealing backdrop, uh, and just what you were able to see must have been stunning. Yeah, it was, and it was, you know, to hear how many names I can't remember, Phil, if you remember, but it was 
was I mistakenly like 500 or something like that. We were there for, you know, it goes a while, you know, and then you realize how many we've lost during, you know, over time. So, and then you see, you don't know whose family members are there, not only in behind the barricades that we were a part of, like we were in the, uh, the actual area that you allow uh, family members to go to, but you can see outside of that area, there was just so many people also that you just can't fit them all in that you know, specific area, but they were, you just see all of them, you know, everyone. Yeah, and it's uh, another important thing to note, though. These aren't just officers that were lost the previous calendar year. There's also officers that they've just discovered, uh, again, that there were line-of-duty deaths or maybe even delayed um, so they're making a point to make sure every officer, fallen officer is being honored. Um, and again, it, because of times and record keepings and so forth, they didn't get that uh, honor before and they're getting it now. So they're trying to make things right and fair for everybody. And to clarify, that's actually the situation that we were we were dealing with here this particular year. And in Thomas Craig and Phil Vavernick uh, were both cases where they contracted COVID while on duty and unfortunately passed uh, from from that virus. So a situation that we had that we've been dealing with is also something that other places have been dealing with as well. I, I want to bring up um, also real quick the memorial itself. So the National Peace Officers Memorial. Um, you had a chance to go over there and take a look at the wall where um, you know names are immortalized. They're etched there forever. Um, and it is, from my perspective, tell me what you thought, just the immense nature of this wall and the amount of names that are on there is is striking and and it's a moment you almost don't have words when you first see it how many names there are is that a similar feeling that you had it it really was i mean to see how many officers have fallen since again since they they, they started this memorial but on on top of it, it it's a two part for me because walking through that wall uh, our honor guard actually shows up there uh, a couple days earlier, and they actually have these placards that they put for every one of the Phoenix uh, fallen officers, so people that go from our department can go and, and find them. And uh, walking through the wall and obviously looking for, for Vavernick and for, for Craig, I, I also came across some of other officers in the past, some of which I've known. Um, so it really it really it, it hits you every time. You know, these are friends, these are coworkers that we work with and that we've lost, and um, it's it is it is nice to see at least they're being memorialized in this type of way. But it's a beautiful place. If you're an officer and haven't been yet, I, I highly recommend you do. Or anybody part of our family. I, again, it it really is a, a beautiful place, and especially during that week. You mentioned earlier an emotional roller coaster, and I think maybe what you're getting at is that we're talking about how emotional and somber this can be. Uh, there's also times of great joy uh, and the brotherhood that you experience there as an officer and even as a civilian Adolfo being able to see that I remember when we went the year before we went into a bar one night uh, to have to have a beer after dinner and bagpipes came into the bar and you imagine how loud bagpipes are normally but then also to hear one indoors in a small area uh, I know you had a similar experience what was the camaraderie like uh, in being able to experience this with so many uh, men and women across the country, Adolfo, first? Yeah, I didn't know to expect that I, I at all. So we were kind of eating, and the bagpipers actually were right next to our booth this time. So it, I was exa- I was the closest, one of the closest people to one of them. Um, I actually did not, I mean, the, the sound of it was, 
everything around the whole atmosphere was so uh, so surreal that the sound didn't bother me at all, even though I was right next to it. Um, maybe I was already used to a lot of that already, but like it was it was amazing and seeing that we were there with a couple other officers as well. And you can just I was looking around at everyone and they were having their phones out and they were hugging each other and very. You know, you can see the partnership and, you know, they're remembering others and they're showing tribute. It was, it was, it was good. It was, it was amazing. A lot of laughs, I imagine, though, Phil, too, from, from other officers across the country that you're running into, exchanging patches, all that sort of thing. Yeah, so that's the thing we, uh, you know, most of us go down there with a, a pretty healthy stack of uh, police patches. And, you know, that's a huge thing that we, we, you know, we switch with them. We talk about different things that we see. And, and I mean, even with some of the officers that are there from your own department, to share some of the stories that you had, uh, funny stories, you know, especially work-related stories about our fallen officers there. So it's 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 definitely a great way to recharge those batteries and really does remind you the oath that you took and the, and the brotherhood, sisterhood that you're involved in for life. Well, I'm certainly glad that the two of you were able to get that experience, especially, you know, Sergeant Krinsky for having been an officer how many years now? Uh, coming up on 19. 19 years and your first time going to D.C. I, I hope it's not your last because I know it's a very impactful thing to be able to do uh, and represent the Phoenix Police Department well, as both of you did. Um, real real quick, if you could give one word, Adolfo, for what it what it felt like for you, what would that be? To me, it's memorable. That's like, I think I'll always remember that trip. And Phil? I guess the only other thing would be inspiring, you know, the fact that people come around and they're, um, for the just the simple reason of, uh, of memorializing these officers that gave the ultimate sacrifice. Well, we appreciate your time. If you want to see all the content that you guys were able to create, uh, you can check out our social media sites, at Phoenix Police. That's Facebook and Instagram. Also some stuff on Twitter as well. A lot of great photos, and uh, we appreciate the time. Uh, Adolfo Navarro, Sergeant Phil Krinsky, thank you so much. You've been listening to 5 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377. 